I'm Pastor Brian Paulson, and this is The Message. We're glad you're listening here in Libertyville, in Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with the prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to the scripture and allow the message to speak God's word for your life. God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open our minds that as your scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may be led into your truth and taught your will. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from the Psalm number 22. This Psalm begins with a deep lament, the kind of lament that Jesus uttered from the cross. The Psalm does not leave us with that emotion alone, but it begins with honesty in the first part that I will read now. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my anguished groans? My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the Holy One enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and they were saved. They trusted you and they weren't ashamed. But I'm just a worm less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him. Let God deliver him because God likes him so much. But you are the one who pulled me from the womb, placing me safely at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from birth. You've been my God since I was in my mother's womb. Please don't be far from me because trouble is near and there's no one to help. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my anguished groans? My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the Holy One enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and they were saved. They trusted you and they weren't ashamed. But I'm just a worm, less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him. Let God deliver him because God likes him so much. But you are the one who pulled me from the womb placing me safely at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from birth. You've been my God since I was in my mother's womb. Please don't be far from me because trouble is near and there's no one to help. Here ends the first reading. Our second portion from Psalm number 22 leads us from a place of despair into the joy of remembrance. God remembers us. We remember God. 
the congregation of believers come back together and sing praises because of God's steadfast love. I offer praise in the great congregation because of you. I will fulfill my promises in the presence of those who honor God. Let all those who are suffering eat and be full. Let all who seek the Lord praise him. I praise your hearts live forever. Every part of the earth will remember and come back to the Lord. Every family among all the nations will worship you because the right to rule belongs to the Lord. He rules all nations. Indeed, all the earth's powerful will worship him. All who are descending to the dust will kneel before him. My being also lives for him. Future descendants will serve him. Generations to come will be told about my Lord. They will proclaim God's righteousness to those not yet born, telling them what God has done. Here ends the reading. Well, I got my Bible open to verse 22 from our scripture today, and it says, I will declare your name in the presence of my siblings, my brothers, my sisters, all. I will sing praise to you from the very center of the congregation. I love that. Can I get an amen? amen. I will sing praise to you. Can you say that with me? I will sing praise to you. Can we get a little round of applause for God? Let's get some sound going there. All right, Presbyterian. Now I'm going to try something a little different. Can you do this together? Can you stomp your feet? Can you do it in rhythm? Whoa, they're doing all right. <laughs> Very good. Sing and praise because you did not despise my suffering, O God, says our scripture. You know, one of the best um, descriptions and presentations I've heard about music in the church uh, came from a guy named Tex Sample who uh, taught for many years at the School of Theology, St. Paul's School of Theology in Kansas City. And what he did was he put together some video clips of churches and revivals over the course of time and did the same set alongside popular music too. And as, uh, as he did this, you were seeing the change in evolution. For example, he talked about music being on the downbeat. You know what that is, right? And to make it fun, he chose Janis Joplin saying, baby, 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 right? This is the downbeat. And then he showed a, a group of white folks trying really hard to get rhythm with Elvis Presley as he was doing some syncopation. You know, it was not working. It was not working at all. Well, singing is more than just the voice. It is the rhythm of a heartbeat. It is the movement of life. And rhythm in singing connects us with the next person. It calls us into the congregation, and it ends our isolation. Now, some years back, some friends of mine gathered for prayer in Accra, Ghana, and they went to a place uh, called Elamina. Now, that site 
was the place of the first Christian chapel in Ghana. But the chapel was built on dungeons of a castle that was dedicated to the slave trade. Now here again, these words from our scripture today, my God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me? Please don't be far from me, because trouble is near, and there's no one to help. Now, it is part of the human experience to feel alone. I'm sure every one of us has had some point when we feel so very alone, and that's why those verses just knife right through our heart. And it's no wonder that of all the words from Scripture that Jesus could have spoken when he was on the cross, it was these words that Jesus spoke. I wager a guess that these words express the sentiment of those who were shocked and suffering and confused in the dungeon beneath the chapel in Ghana. I remember reading John McCain's account of his time in a North Vietnamese prison. He said, I tried tapping, tapping and speaking through the walls with a drinking cup. I'm Lieutenant Commander John McCain. Who are you? My name is Ernie Brace. After so long in captivity, it was the only phrase his neighbor could get out. My name is Ernie Brace. But the sound of a voice, the tapping rhythm of life, it can bring us back to who we are. I found myself thinking about the slave ships this week as Black History Month began. Human beings packed like cargo on a brutal journey. I wondered, did they tap out rhythms? Were they able to sing out songs? What were the hymns? Could, could captains of slave ships, like uh, John Newton, hear the song of slaves beneath him in the ship? And then I thought, well, what in the world were the hymns being sung in that castle chapel? And I wondered, what is the song God hears from our lives? Are we singing hymns of conquest or tribulation? Songs of tribulation is the theme of our Follow Me lessons today as a congregation. Now, Presbyterians are part of the Reformed family of Christian churches. And back in 2004, I had friends from around the world who gathered in Ghana, and they made a declaration of faith after visiting that slave castle. And here are some of the words that they wrote. We visited the slave dungeons where millions of Africans were commodified, sold, and subjected to the horrors of repression and death. And so the cries of never again are put to the lie by the ongoing realities of human trafficking and oppression in the global economic system. They went on to say, we recognize the enormity and complexity of this situation. We do not seek simple answers, 
but we are seekers of truth and justice looking through the eyes of powerless and suffering people. My God, my God, cries our scripture today, why are you so far from saving me? This week, Pope Francis was in the Democratic Republic of Congo in Africa, and the Vatican News Service reported his lament over the exploitation that nation and the whole African continent continues to endure today, a form of what he called economic colonialism, which he said is equally enslaving, making the Congolese people foreign to their own land. The news service goes on to say that likening that nation to a diamond, which is one of the many riches of that country, riches being mined for our cell phones and our electric cars, the Pope noted that the Congolese people are infinitely more precious than any treasure found in their fruitful soil. He said that beyond the abundance of natural resources, they also have a spiritual wealth to be found in their hearts where peace and development are born. Now listen to these verses from our scripture today. Let all those who are suffering eat and be full. Let all who seek the Lord praise him. I pray your hearts live forever. Every part of the earth will remember and come back to the Lord. Every family among all the nations will worship you. The great black American spiritual writer James Cone described a confluence of insights, both from the ancient African traditions and a new liberating experience of God found in the stories of the Bible. These influences shaped civil music, he teaches, before this, shaped slave music before the Civil War. In his book, The Spirituals and the Blues, Cone writes, they shouted and they prayed, they preached and they sang because they had found something. They'd encountered a new reality. A man named John Mabiti is a powerful Kenyan Christian writer who explained that Africans believe in the existence of a mystical, invisible, hidden spiritual power in the universe, and this power originates from God. Now, a while back, I mentioned John Newton, who worked as the captain of a slave ship. He opened his heart to a higher power. After hearing calls and cries of humanity from below in his ship, he opened his heart. He changed his life. He penned words about a power that originates from God, amazing grace. And now all the world sings amazing grace. But we still are polarized, isolated, Still, we neglect the diamond treasure in each human soul from every nation. Now, today we gather around the communion table. Here, we remember black church in America, 
But in February, we remember the black church, for example, with the origins of the AME church. It began with exclusion from the communion table. Friends, division distorts the gospel. Church is supposed to be a foretaste of heaven where all have a seat at the table. Scripture calls Jesus the first fruit of those who rise and invite us into the heavenly banquet feast. The host at this table is Jesus, and Jesus sees you. Just as Jesus saw the most isolated slave who sang out songs of tribulation. Jesus' voice from the cross is a voice to all who suffer. It can lift you up. It can bring you back. You and I, those whom we see, may be suffering, but this cross in our sanctuary is empty because God will not leave us alone. What does Scripture say today? Remember and come back to the Lord. Remember and come back. Be joined. Remember. Be a part. Remember. After long division, after isolation, tap out a rhythm. Remember. God can bring us back to dignity and meaning, whatever our circumstance may be. And that's what's in the message of all deep gospel spiritual music in America. It teaches that despite our suffering, we can rise into joy. And there is a greater power that calls us forth. You know, when we sing, Anne Lamott puts it this way, Singing is breath that is larger than yourself. It joins you with space, with community, with other realms and our deepest inside places. You are joining your strand to everyone else's, weaving something with the whole. And this extends the community outward into a force bigger than itself. So today, we celebrate our volunteers. We celebrate you. We are joining your voice, your strand, tapping out a rhythm of hope, joy, and love. We remember and come back to ourselves and to God. Each one of us offers our own gifts, and God transforms our lives and changes our rhythm, syncopating the strands of our being from tribulation to triumph. Long ago, the North African theologian St. Augustine said that singing and love are intimately connected. As Diana Butler Bass recently put it, when we sing, our words of praise actually transform into love. Song opens our souls to their deepest affections. So on this Volunteer Appreciation Sunday, we sing. Thank you for sharing your part. Thank you 
for your tapping, your rhythm, singing your song. You are transforming this world with love. As Scripture says in our reading today, you are telling the world what God has done. Thank you. I deliver this to you in the name of the Holy Trinity, three in one. Amen. Thank you for listening on our podcast or through our YouTube playlist of sermons. Be sure to forward this message to someone who you believe is seeking God's word today.